Here we are again, saints. Now we're in chapter 16. Uh, if this is your first time uh, being with us, we just encourage you to go back and look at all the things that took place uh, with Jesus from uh, him being baptized to him actually teaching and preaching those uh, on the mount. And ever since Jesus taught He's had a multitude following him ever since. I mean, sick of being healed, they're being fed. Uh, sometimes uh, someone has to be rebuked or corrected. Jesus is not a respecter of person. But uh, as we start in chapter 16, we will find the Pharisees have been trying to tempt and accuse and find fault in what Jesus and his disciples did. And now we have both Pharisees and the Sadducees. So verse 1, it says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees had two different beliefs. One believed in the resurrection and angels, the other didn't. But here they are on the same side trying to trap Jesus. Verse 2 said, He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you cannot discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And if there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas... And he left them and departed. See, Jesus spoke and told the Pharisees once before there would be no sign given except the prophet Jonas. Mm -hmm. Point is, you would think Jesus already had brought enough miracles sufficient to demonstrate both his divine mission and his divinity. The revelation to this is Jonas being preserved three days in the belly of the whale was a sign of his being a true prophet sent from God. Mm -hmm. So Jesus being buried three days in the earth and then rising up from it should be a sign that he also is a prophet sent from God. Look at verse 5. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason you among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand, yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of, uh, of the five thousand? And how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up. But you see, knowing us, wherever we go, we, we want to know where the, where the restaurant is. That we can make sure we have something to eat. And, and wherever the disciples went, they, they brought bread or they brought something. But Jesus had never been concerned of food to eat naturally. As long as they were with him, they had no need to have concern. They lacked for nothing. 
Even if they walked through a cornfield, they always had something to eat when they were with Jesus. Look at verse 11. How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? First, we must understand the word leaven. Leaven is an agent such as yeast that causes a batter or dough to rise. In this case, the leaven or agent are the Pharisees and Sadducees that cause you to rise against the teaching of Christ. Mm. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Mm -hmm. You see, the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees rise against the doctrine of Christ. Mm -hmm. Verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? The Son of Man re represents or is Jesus. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Mind you all, of these people they say Jesus was are the same people saying Jesus is today. All give reference and identify with flesh and blood. They said John the Baptist because of Herod's thoughts. Elijah, because Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind and seen no more. They also thought he would be the forerunner for the Messiah. Then they thought Jeremiah because he would, he would prepare the way. None recognized or acknowledged that Jesus is the Messiah. All 12 answered. Verse 15 but he saith unto them, but whom say you that I am? You see, again, all 12 answered who they say, but there was only one that answered who he is. Verse 16 says, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, the son of man being Jesus, the son of God being the Christ the Messiah, the anointed one. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto ye, but my Father which is in heaven. Knowing who Jesus is must go beyond just reading it. It is more than just memorizing what you see written. Reveal is to make known, to bring into view, what your natural eyes read is now viewed by your spiritual eyes. Look at verse 18. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When a person really understands who Jesus is, God is able to build his church, which is you, not the building. A building is just brick and mortar. The temple of God is your body. Father God wants us to know who Jesus is totally. When we know Jesus as we should, then we can see and do the works of God as he did. 
Remember, Jesus prayed to his father and said, make them one as we are one. He also said, neither I pray for these alone, being the disciples, but he also said, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, being us. Look at verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I will give you the keys. Key means it has been opened to you. The key of doctrine. The key of teaching. The key of discipline. The key of full power and authority to preach the gospel. The key to administer sacraments. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. There's more than one reason why Jesus could have said this. It could be because the glory of his Godhead was not to be fully made known until after his resurrection. And if so, the knowledge of it could have hindered his death. Remember it said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 8, for if they had this wisdom and knowledge, or if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of of glory. Verse 21 tells us, for that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. In spite of what the disciples seeing what was happening already or what they had experienced by being with Jesus, he was not by being with Jesus. He was now explaining what was going to come. I don't believe it was the suffering of many things that bothered them. I don't even believe they were grasping or understanding being raised up the third day. I believe it was the statement they would kill him. Then Peter took him. Who would have said? Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. You, you hear me? Rebuke Jesus, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Peter was always putting his foot in his mouth. If it wasn't one thing, it was another. He had just been given the keys because he father told him who Jesus was. But here in 23, but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Christ heard Satan speaking in Peter. It was Peter's tongue, but Satan tuned or pitched. When Jesus says what is, you don't tell him it ain't. When we speak, out of our mouth comes the aroma or taste of God, or out comes the odor air of man or Satan. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. It is your tongue, but their tune. We must still learn to be slow to speak. And listen for the voice of God that we don't exercise or put in the the beliefs of man. Verse 24. 
Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If any man will come after me, that is, if a man chooses and decides to be a Christian, I'm talking about a true Christian, a real Christian, Christ-like. Self-denial is meant that we should be willing to part with all our earthly comforts and quit all our temporary enjoyments for the sake of Christ and his holy religion. And before anyone takes this to extreme in their own mind, it does not mean go live and become a monk. It does not mean there is no enjoyment of comforts in Christ. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. In the time of trouble, in respecting the cause of Christ, in order to escape death and to preserve your life, if you decline to follow Jesus, you will yet lose your life. Remember, Jesus said this in Matthew, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. For what is a man's what for what is a man profit in verse 26? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The gain of the world is not comparable with the loss of one precious soul. It is not worth it. Man spends his entire life trying to build an empire only to lose what is most important. Money may buy you things. Money may take your take you places. With money, you may find temporary happiness, but money cannot buy or bring you life. The loss of a soul cannot be recovered at no cost. It cannot be bought or bargained, and there is no exchange. There is no lost and found department in heaven. Mm -hmm. Verse 27 says, For the Son of God shall come in the glory of of his father with his angels and then he shall reward every man according to his works god will deal with us according to our character whether the character of god or the character of satan the righteous he will reward in heaven with glory and happiness the wicked he will send to hell and then the lake of fire mm -hmm. verse 28 says verily i say unto you there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This may not mean when he comes back, but until they see coming of his power in the church, it is until they see the increase and enlargement of the church by the gospel. But it could mean as well for us today seeing Jesus come now. For truly these are the last days. Signs show and are proving this every day. Jesus has already said, Many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, and the end is not yet. 
Nations shall rise against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be famine, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. We see that, saints. Mm -hmm. But we have not been delivered up to the afflicted yet. They have not started killing us yet, or yet hated of all nations for his name's sake. But the time is close. Yes. Timothy tells us, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, forbidding to, forbidding to marry. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's all you see today. People refusing to get married. They just want to stay together, shack up, and have all the benefits without what the responsibility holds. Proud, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. This is on the rise. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Ever learning. And never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. All this we find existing today. And it is possible now. Some of us may not taste death. But what we must be sure and careful of. Is our character and life. Is ready and tuned with God. For what will it profit you. If you see the coming of our Lord. And you are not ready to be or born again. What good is it. If you don't see death before he comes, but you don't have life when he comes. I leave this with you as we will see this again. Matthew 25 says this in verse 1 and 2. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet their bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. It is our choice. Now is the time to choose. We must get ready for his soon coming. So when that great and notable day comes, we will be found as one of the wise, not the foolish. Our lamps will be full. We will be fine as wheat and not tear. We will hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. With that, my time is up and I truly thank you for yours.